Welcome to the podcast of Catholic Marriage A to Z, where we cover topics of Catholic marriage from A to Z and everything in between. We are Audrey and Zach Peters, a young Catholic couple shedding light on the realities of Catholic marriage as we try to live it to the fullest. Unfiltered, personal, and authentic. Follow along with us every week as we dive into different topics surrounding Catholicism and marriage. All right. Hello. Hello. We're doing it this time. For reals. On a Monday. On a Monday, not a Wednesday. I, I know we previously mentioned that we're going to get on a better schedule and do this on Wednesday like we normally would. But yeah, we're still not there. It's been nope. very crazy. And it's all <laughs> it's all good. Today's been great. But here it we has. are yet again. On a Monday. Zach told me it was a Wednesday. And I thought that was true, but it, it was not. So why are we recording on a Monday. Because Sunday's awesome and we didn't want to record on a Sunday. Why didn't we want to record on a Sunday? I was a little busy. What were you busy with? We had a meet this weekend. How was it? It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want to talk more about it? I don't know. I mean it was the first time that three D three teams in men's gymnastics met in 40 years, uh, so that was you know pretty historic. Jimmy John's was also founded 40 years ago. Uh, just <laughs> as a little side tangent, I didn't tell you that. So, you found that out? Well, when we went to Jimmy John's, it said founded in 1983. We were like, oh, look at that. Wow. Um, but yeah, so the three teams met this weekend, and we ended up on top. So that was that was very a very, very special moment for me. Uh, I, I don't know if I can speak for Jake. But I would argue, even though it wasn't the same environment, that moment was probably the most special moment I've had in my entire collegiate career, either as a athlete or as a coach. It's pretty high praise. Yeah. I mean, these boys have worked very hard. I think that the reason why I'm even, even thinking about talking about it is we've had a pretty tough season. And obviously, this podcast isn't about the my gymnastics team, but... uh They've done such a good job of, even after having so many mistakes in the first few meets, we've gotten back to the gym. Sure, we've done some more numbers. It's been a little bit tougher. You know, we've, we've tried our best to get better. But going out there and not caring about that stuff, not caring about scores, not caring about, you know, maybe there's a weird score, which one, one, of, them, one of them did get fixed, you know, stuff like that. But uh, going out there and, you know, I, I really do feel like, God was a part of that and having the Holy Spirit with us and just seeing the fire like in their hearts and and wanting it and wanting to, you know, prove what they've done. And I think that's kind of special. Again, there's one side to Christianity as a whole of we don't want to be cocky about our faith, but at the same time, we do want to be confident and passionate about what we believe and who we are. And these boys did that this weekend. So that was really fun to watch. Yeah. And just for my end, it was it was in Iowa, so I went up to visit my family, which was super fun, and got to watch them at the meet. And yeah, it was just, you know, I'm no gymnastics expert. I try to be, but I'm not. Getting there. Getting there. And yeah, it was just really cool to watch and watch them put together what they've been practicing all the time. I walk into the gym and I see them put together routines like that, and then to actually do it in a meet was, was really special. And yeah, it was really cool, so bragging on GU Gymnastics. Shout out. Shout out to the men's gymnastics team. Oh, yeah. Good job. Thanks. Killed it. Long time coming. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Why are we talking about being a gymnastics coach today, Zach? Yes. Today we are talking about discernment and not just in general because that could take a few episodes and one that we're probably not qualified uh, to totally go through. Uh, but discernment of career slash, uh, you know, just moving on from college. But again, the biggest thing is yeah, discernment of career and development. We've both had some insight in, into this, uh, A, more recently, and B, just a lot of different paths over the past uh, few years. So we wanted to give some light to that. Yeah. I think one of the, you know, we just talked about transition to become a real adult in the last episode. And one of those big things is going from college into a career. And I know we kind of touched on this subject before, but yeah, mm-hmm. really going into depth of that process and I don't know, just how important it is to really discern spiritually. I know you're in college, you're thinking through your head, like, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up? What do I want to do? And to discern that spiritually and discern that through prayer as well, just how vital it is and how how much it's affected our lives as well. So, yeah. so Zach, your discernment process started before mine because you're a year older than me sure. and you were thinking about this before me. So Walk me through what were you thinking of doing when you got out of college? You're in college, and what were you thinking of doing after afterwards? Yes. Wow. There's there's a lot here. I I want to start with a brief story uh, to kind of link the rest of it. There there's a point in time where I was offered the opportunity to potentially work for an organization called Young Life. Uh, it's it's a great organization. Again, I I led a lot of Bible studies through there, and just other other things. You know, just a beautiful group, a lot of good community. My roommate Griffin Keeler in college uh, introduced me to them, and yeah, we we got to do a lot there. Nevertheless, uh, they had offered me a just a part time position to help out with them, and there and there's also just this struggle of you know me, me becoming Catholic and wanting to you know put my focus towards that and not trying to come, you know, trying to find that, that white, that silver lining of what to do during this process. I don't want to talk about that too much. Um, A, it was a while ago and B, it's not as important. During this process, I was told to look to St. Ignatius. If you don't know who he is, um, he's someone who, well, he's written a lot of books or has a lot of different, uh, you know, biographies, information that he had written down. Uh, but nevertheless, a big thing that he's very good at is discernment. And he has discernment through a lot of different things. Uh, and there are two books that I read during this time period. Uh, one was called The Discernment of Spirits. And the other one was called Discerning the Will of God. Now, both these books are technically written by Timothy Gallagher. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, so I, I want to give credit to both people. Uh, he He's using basically information that he has from St. Ignatius in order to do so. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, so I, you know, reading through these books and really trying to figure out the discernment and again, thank, thank the Lord I did because I had a lot to prepare for. But moving forward, obviously, again, I, I've touched on this a little bit. I was planning on trying to take my fifth year to be uh, a gymnast for, for, you know, my senior season, quote unquote. And Again, coming back from the three injuries, you know, two of the surgeries and then just another one trying to rehab and heal back. It just wasn't working out. And I actually had already accepted a job to be a focus missionary. And this wasn't really a, a hard choice for me at the, at this time. This was back 
in my senior year of college, my, my true senior year, fourth year. And again, the, the thing that really stuck out to me was obviously because of focus, that was why I became Catholic. Obviously, all of it stems back to Christ and what he did. Uh, but the work through Max and other focus missionaries, it allowed me to want to become Catholic. And I kept on telling myself, you know, if this allows me to even bring one person to the faith, then it was worth it because I know that my life has changed forever due to this. Uh, and not that, you know, I'm indebted in debt to them, but more so like I just wanted this for somebody else. And so, yeah, I went through the focus, focus interview process, which is a beautiful process. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not really supposed to. It's, it's amazing though. And it just, wow, just getting me all the people and going through all of that. It, it breaks you down, but it's good. And I got offered the job, I think over Thanksgiving or Christmas break, one of the two, and I accepted it pretty, pretty fast. And that was kind of my track uh, for the next few months. And, and going to my fifth year, I didn't even know that Greenville University was going to even be an option. There was there was talks about them creating new programs after trials and all that, but nothing concrete. And it wasn't until July or August that they actually created the programs. And that's kind of when everything started. But I don't know. You, you, you saw me a good amount. Did, did, did I seem stressed at all? Did it seem like a lot for me? That's a hard question. You were going through a lot at the time, so I feel like you were more stressed about, um, like, your injuries and such. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was just a lot going on all at once. I remember we were friends at the time whenever you accepted the focus missionary job and you were mm. going through the weekend and everything, like the discernment weekend, and you didn't tell me about it, but you you were so excited afterwards. And I think I knew just talking to you, I was like, yeah, that's that's where he's going to end up. And I was happy for you and everything. So you told me that, and I was like, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah. that you're going to end up being a focused missionary. And, um, yeah, I think that was a really big calling for you for a while. So I think when GU came up, it, yeah, I think it took a lot of discernment from you. It took some careful thought. And it was another moment. It was like, okay, not that focus was bad or anything. Like, I thought that was perfect for you. And then I saw this come up for you, and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's perfect as well. Yeah. No, I, that's no. I think that that works out really nicely to to what I'm gonna say. In life, and this is where in Saint Ignatius again, going back to him, he talks a lot about there's not always a good and bad decision in life. A lot of times, especially when you're seeking a life towards Christ, there's two good options. Maybe there's three, maybe there's four. There could be a lot. And the tricky part is trying to discern what is going to be best for you in serving Christ and serving the kingdom. And that was kind of the crossroads of where I was at. Again, part of me, I remember telling focus missionaries, this is even hard to say. I don't even know if you know this, but I know Max brought it up to me as I was discerning as well. I literally told them like, if I didn't do this, I felt like I was going to go against God. I think I think I made that comment <laughs> in front like, of like... do this as in do focus. the Greenville job or no, the focus, focus job? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I probably said it, I think, two times in front of the entire group. Because I, I did a lot of uh, training the summer prior just, just because and they were willing to let me be a part of it. 
And I think that's, I think at the time that was correct, that if I wasn't doing that, then there was no reason why I should be away from it. That was before this happened. But yeah, again, moving forward, I wasn't coming back from my injuries. My my back and shoulder were, were okay. Um, nothing crazy. Ankle, literally doing rehab, walking in a boot, not doing any gymnastics. It was getting worse. Like even the little stuff I was trying to do, again, for some reason, just was not getting better. And to make it short, I think I've already talked about this a little bit. Again, there was a Wednesday where I got told I was retiring. You're done. We're not, we, we cannot let you move forward, which obviously was not a fun day for me at all. But then I got offered the job at Greenville that Friday. And just, it was so hard for me not to see it as God allowing this to happen because I was praying so much about it. Like, God, like, if you don't want me to do this, that's fine. I'll stay here with my team. I'll finish out the season just cheering them on, being a good leader in that way. And that's it. And if you don't want me going to Greenville, like, great. To like have them tell me no. You know, obviously, I had plenty of years of coaching experience before me. <laughs> right, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a joke, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, literally, technically, technically, and literally zero. But I said, God, like, if this is the path you want me to lead, like, please show me. Especially after I got told I was retiring, I'm like, okay, like, what are we doing here? Like, I, I was, I was pretty down, and I, I want to, I want to say, like, yeah, the response from my teammates in Nebraska was just so full of love and just understanding and. And care. I mean, I was literally like crying uncontrollably. I mean, it was a lot. I mean, I was, it was hard just to say it out loud because I hadn't yet really. And saying it to them and how hard they had been working during the off season and, you know, me wanting to get back and everything. But again, the thing I kept on going back to was I truly felt like coming here, I was going to be able to do more uh, for Christ than I would being a focused missionary. And, and that's crazy to hear just because, you know, we both know that process and just how much focus is done for us. You know, you kind of live with the students and like walk with them. You know, you attempt to do that kind of discipleship relationship where, you know, students learn from you and you, you develop those friendships and everything through that. And yeah, I know it made perfect sense to me once you, once you explained it to me, like how you were able to follow Christ's mission for you here even though it's not in a specific like missionary or like any sort of church ministry role. Right. So I guess my question is for the audience, how, how did you think, Oh, I can do Christ's will here. Yeah. How did that make sense for you? Yeah, no, it's funny because you, you remember this for sure. I, and I, I was pretty open about it. Like I, I've only felt attacked by the devil two times. The first was after like my back surgery, like literally just being, motionless and again I, I i bring up max a lot because he was a big person but yeah max and audrey both being there for me during that time was huge but the second time was after i i accepted this job i mean i i felt like i was being attacked every single day like all like doubt and just telling me i wasn't good enough for this job that it was dumb that i, I shouldn't be moving back to some small city in southern illinois just i mean there was a lot and I I kept on trying, saying, like, the devil loves to go after things that are good. He wants to tear them down. He knows if you've already made the decision, his only choice now is to make you 
break down and crumble you in order for you to kind of get out of it. You know, he'll have his temptations. He'll have his times before then to try and persuade you to not make a good decision for Christ. But once you do, he's still working on it because especially if it's something that's good, he's going to want to tear it down again. And that's what I felt. And that's so in hindsight now, again, in, in, in men's gymnastics, there's 15 schools, D1 or through D3, not a lot. So, I mean, talent pool and all that, it's very, very, very straightforward. I really feel like Christ is missing in that equation. And I, I've been pretty busy this year, and it's no excuse. I, I wish I, I wish there was more I could be doing in terms of that space and trying to, not ideal, I, I have another word for it, but just trying to have Christ be a bigger center in gymnastics. It's really, it's pretty non-existent. And I don't know the reason behind that. I, I'm I'm no, you know, I haven't done any studies. I haven't looked into it, but it just seems like there are a lot of gymnasts. Maybe it's because of the time that we put into it and just, we don't feel like there's time for anything else but gymnastics. But regardless of what it is, I feel like there's a calling that coming to a, you know, Protestant university, a, a great community of believers still, that I'd have the chance to come and talk about the Catholic faith people here at GU and specifically to the guys that were on my team uh, and a little bit to the girls team as well as we are in the same gym and they come to my Bible study or sorry, our Bible study. And again, it, it has been beautiful. And I, and I see how bad these guys want it and how easy sometimes it'd be to like lose my patience or to tear them down or get super mad at them. And I think, no, like, that's not the type of coach I want to be. That's not the type of person I want to be. And I, I can imagine that any other coach might do it differently. And I, I could be wrong. I could just be speaking crazy stuff right now. But for me, I knew that these boys, I've told you this before, they're forced to see me. They don't have an option. Unlike focused missionaries who will text you every single day like they should be because they're awesome and amazing. These guys have to see me. They, I don't... I think they all like me. I, I hope they do. <laughs> we'll find out after this year, I guess. But <laughs> I they have to see me, which means I, I get to interact with them on a daily basis. And that means I get to pour into them every single day. And not and that doesn't always mean it's it's you know a Bible study or a scripture, you know, like but the way I act, the way I try and lead them, the way I try and coach them, like I am trying to impersonate or to be like Christ in terms of showing them a better life. And that has led to tons of different, tons of great conversations in and out of the gym and at our Bible study. So for me, again, trying to bring Christ into men's gymnastics is kind of a goal for me. And I don't know what that's going to look like moving forward. And I hope that there's something that can be done. And I hope I need to pray more about it and see what that might look like. But that would be my answer, long-winded. Yeah. But. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I know. I think what made sense for me when you were discerning this job and everything is that it was like a private Christian university. Like, I, I think if it if it wasn't a private Christian university, you might not have gone for it, honestly. Right. And they might not have even taken you <laughs> because it's a big it's a big thing here. Yeah. Um, and you, I know you said you talked about your faith a lot in the interview. And. Yeah, no, I, I gave them my testimony. Yeah. So, which is crazy. That just doesn't happen in normal job interviews. I can no. tell you that. Um, 
But yeah, I think the pe- the fact that faith is embedded into the culture and everything and that you get to have a Bible study and talk about that openly with your guys and everything and, and they show up and I don't know. I feel like I keep raving about Bible study because I've just gotten to join this semester due to work conflicts that we will get into. Which we'll get to raise. Yeah. Um, I just got to join this semester, so I feel like I'm just freaking out about it and how, how cool it is and how fun it is. And yeah, it's just really cool that... You get to be their coach in the gym and you have all your technical knowledge from that and you get to lead them in that way. And then you also just you get to talk to them about Christ, which is that's all we can ask for, you know. Right. No, I, th- I think you're exactly right. Even the spiritual formation director here at GU, she even told me, she said, yeah, we, we've been wanting this. There have been plenty of Catholics who come to Greenville for who knows what reason in terms of, you know, them being Catholic. I mean, again, we're all Christian, right? But she said, like, there hasn't been anyone to do it. You know, the, obviously, there is the church that's totally <laughs> two minutes down the road that they could go to and, and, you know, a few other churches, you know, 20 miles away in other directions. But I think she told me that this has been something that they've wanted on campus for a while. And so I, I, I'm trying to take credit away from Audrey and I and say, like, I think the Holy Spirit has been moving inside some of these people for a long time and they have wanted something you know, they don't really know. A lot of them don't even know us, the people who aren't on, on the gymnastics teams. And it's just been beautiful to meet other people that's not not gymnasts or even non-athletes. So, but yes, yeah. again, just seeing how that's moving forward is beautiful. Yeah, it's been awesome. And a good segue into all of this is, is Audrey in that little spoiler alert. Uh, she also uh, went through the interview process in Focus. And that also kind of caused us to be able to discern other things as well. So just to give you a little lead in. But yeah, you yeah. You can talk about it later if you want. But if I want? Yeah. You'll, you'll let me? Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, yeah. So, wow. Yeah, where to start? Um, yeah, I went through the interview process with Focus my senior year because I was getting very specific callings to like, to interview for it. Um, I think... I think you mentioned it actually one time and it like stuck in my head and I started having dreams about it and stuff. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I prepared for the focus interview process. Part of that motivated us to co-lead our first Bible study, Mm -hmm. which was my senior year, um, which so much just came from that. I've talked about it before. Like four of my bridesmaids came from that Bible study, other close friends and everything. And it was great to to get that experience for the first time. Uh, I didn't. I discerned out of focus after that weekend. There was kind of a lot that went into that. Um, yeah, basically they kind of discerned that. And I also, they, you have like three weeks of waiting and yeah. they, they send you like discernment materials in the time being. And I went through it like like meditations and prayers and really good stuff that I still use to this day. And I kind of discerned that it didn't feel right for me yeah. um, due to a lot of reasons that I won't get into. But yeah, eventually... That job didn't work out for me, but it motivated me to have some changes um, like in my prayer life, in my spiritual life, and I think caused me to grow spiritually. But yeah, I remember getting the call that I didn't get the job and like a weight was lifted off. And I think part of it was because Focus does a dating fast, yeah, which is where you have limited contact with someone you're dating in a serious relationship. You have limited contact with them for a year unless you're engaged or married, then it's it's anything you want. 
But I know that was kind of, that was an intimidating thing for us a little bit because Zach was going to maybe go through it and then he discerned out of that. And then I was going to maybe go through it and we were going to figure out how to work it out. But it was very scary for a young relationship to be like, well, do we get engaged? Like, we don't want to get engaged just because of this pressure. Right. But yeah, I know it was a very, it was a very serious thing and we didn't really have an answer. And I know whenever I kind of discerned out of it, it was it, it just a weight lifted off. And I think at that point, it was like September of my senior year. So we'd been dating for about how long? It was four months at yeah. that point. Yeah, four-ish months. And I think I just knew I needed to be with you. And I needed to be where you were. So mm. I did not personally discern Greenville, Illinois, but I was very open to go wherever you went. You know, it's funny you bring up me telling you about focus. We've probably talked about it. If not, this is new information for Audrey and for you guys. Me and Max were trying to get you to do that for the longest time. To do what? Focus? Yeah, interview. Why? That was just like in our heads all the time. Well, for a while, I that's what I was doing. Like, I probably accepted the Greenville job I mean, pretty close to when you were going through the interview process. Mm-hmm. You know, not they're not hand in hand, you know, like boom, boom, but they're pretty close. But regardless, I, I still loved focus. Again, we are not trying to take anyone away from that. Oh, my a, gosh. We love that organization. Yes, it's done so We talk so about much. it a lot. Yeah. Um, so please do not take this as a like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go, you know, be a focus missionary. No, no, no. That is not what we're saying at all. But Regardless, like, yeah, I, I wanted Audrey to do it. And I knew that, like, if that's what God was calling her to, then that's what we were going to figure out and work through. And so, again, when she got that call, because I was with her, when she got that call that she, that they weren't going to offer her the position, it was like, okay, like, we see where God is moving. And that's actually a little bit part of our engagement process, too. We didn't talk about that, I don't think. But, I mean, just, just seeing little things like that. And, but, yeah. I think that's a good way to go. Yeah. But moving on. Yeah. How, how, t- tell us about coming here oh, to Greenville. Gosh. I feel like this has all happened in like a year <laughs> and a half. It's ridiculous. So I was a nutrition and health sciences major in college and kind of it was more of a logical decision mm-hmm. than I would say I didn't really pray through it, honestly. And <laughs> there, there, there's a theme here. So hang with me. But yeah, I didn't really pray through this decision. But I decided to go to nursing school because I had... I had the credits, I had the background and everything. I was going to go to a nursing school that was about 30 minutes away from here. And yeah, I kind of discerned that and I stuck with that decision for a while. Um, I got in and that was going to be it. It was a set, kind of a career setup for me. And I noticed when people in my anatomy class, we were all kind of health science majors and stuff. And people were getting into like all these schools, like nursing school, PA school, PT school. And people were so excited. And I was just dreading it. And I think that was the first sign. And I kept praying about it. And Yeah, but but you were Catholic at this point becoming... Yes, this is my senior year. So, um, yeah, I was just, I was... Yeah, people were so excited about like this new step and doing this and I just didn't feel that way and I was like what's going on so first tip um your faith is not all emotions I know I very much rely on like kind of feelings with my faith but you always have to take that emotion to prayer because 
emotions can mean like, yeah, you're still supposed to go on the on this track. There's just like a difficulty or you're supposed to get through this. But it doesn't always mean like, oh, I feel bad. This is not the decision God wants for me. I don't want to say that. But yeah, I, I felt those emotions. I started taking it to prayer. I went through kind of the discernment guide that Focus had given me before because it's just super helpful for careers and such. And it kind of outlines some of the techniques in the Ignatian discernment book that you that you read. So right. they kind of break it down and just write it out in the list. And there's techniques like doing a pros and cons list, kind of praying through more of the emotional side. Like if you were on your deathbed, like what would you be proud of? What would you be proud to tell your kids about one day maybe? Um, where do you think you can do Christ's will the best? Kind of questions like that and others. And yeah, it just... I don't know. It wasn't right. I was doing it for, I think, the prestige of, oh, I'm going to nursing school. I'm doing this cool, like, graduate school thing. I have all this knowledge. I'm going to make a lot of money. Nursing, you make a lot of money. Very hard job, but yeah. And I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. And around the same time, I was also, I mentioned this before, but I was on a radio show with my friend Reagan, and we talked about the swim and dive team. And it was just a a random thing that popped up and I was like, you know, I don't really like learning about my major. I mean, anatomy was kind of cool, but mm-hmm. I don't really like learning about the stuff I should be interested in in a career, but I love going and talking on the radio. So wheels started churning. They should churn faster because, <laughs> um, yeah, the wheels are churning, but I'm just doing this radio show for fun. And I go through my senior year and I discern out of nursing school. But I wasn't really, I didn't really know the next step. So there was an opening at GU in more of like an administrative role. And yeah, it was a really quick process. I was visiting Zach for spring break and I applied. Same day I interviewed and I think by the next week I I accepted it. And again, I, I didn't really pray through it. Honestly, I think that time because it was super fast and... I don't know. I think if I look back and if I'm honest with myself, I it didn't feel right, but mm. I didn't really know what I else to do. I didn't know that. It just, it was like, yeah, I have a job. Like, that's cool. Mm. Like, there was the cool feeling of like, oh, I have a, I have a full-time job. That's cool. I'm an at adult same now. same school that I'm at. Yeah, I'm like, it makes sense. And I'm, I'm sure it, you know, I'm like, I'm sure it'll be great, but I don't really, Yeah. So I don't know, but I think I pushed that down. It was very it was very small thoughts, but sometimes those small thoughts are are the big ones. So yeah, eventually started that job in July after we went through our adventures, which were so fun. Go through our engagement episode. That was nuts. Oh yeah. So yeah, I started my job in July and yeah, that was an experience. Yeah, that was that was probably the hardest part of our entire engagement in my opinion. I know you may not agree with that, funny enough. I think you'd probably say long distance was harder, you know? Yeah. But there, I think there were like three different phases of our engagement. There was long distance and then there was our two months where we traveled straight. And then there was summer. Yep. Yeah. And then there was my job and they were all very hard in their own ways. Yes. Like you said earlier, that's honestly a good tie in. The devil tries to destroy things that are good yeah. and attack things that are good. So it makes sense if you're in a period of engagement right about to do something amazing to go be in a sacrament and take your vows with this person that you are going to get attacked and it's going to be hard. So that's very normal. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. It, we're trying to speak as respectful as we can and because I think the most important thing is the people around you were good. Yes. And they were great people. And that's that's what kept you going. Yeah. You know, like, honestly, like, if it, was, if it wasn't for them, man, it could have happened a lot sooner, but. I think, again, I'm kind of an emotional person, so that's. No, not at all. I, I recently said this the other day. I just became emotional when I became religious. Like, when I started becoming more religious, I think I stopped repressing things. So now I cry all the time. And I think it took, like, two weeks, and then I just came home crying. Or yeah. it was – I we would break for lunch, and we'd go play ping pong up in the Union, which was fun. Yeah. That, that was great. That kept me going, too. Um, and I just – I couldn't do it anymore. And, yeah, there were several reasons – you know, it wasn't really, it wasn't my major. It There was, I liked the college environment. I liked talking about that and I had a great experience in college and I think I saw a lot of good that came from college. So I did like that aspect of it. Yeah. But not enough to go through all of, you know, the work and the the other stuff. And it didn't, I don't know, I guess for me it didn't really feel purposeful and it was hard. There was a season where... I had to travel a lot, just kind of within Illinois, and I think that was kind of – I was already not feeling great, and that was the nail in the coffin. That was the breaking point. Yeah, and I think I want to add that this job – like, I think I justified it to myself because, you know, it's not like the job itself was inherently evil. It no. wasn't at all, and I think there's a lot of good that could come from that job. You know, as with, I think with any job, honestly, that yeah. there are places that you can do Christ's will. And there was, there was an express way that I was able to do Christ's will. You know, I was representing a Christian university. Like that was, that was awesome. But it still, it wasn't right. I don't know. Is there anything you can add there? Yeah. And we had talked about it for a while. And again, as a lot of you might know, especially if you're listening this far, is we got married in October. It was October 22nd, just to be exact. And I remember we we had a, we were walking to go play ping pong, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a very real discussion where I, I had prayed about it a lot. And I had thought about it. And me and Audrey had dabbled in the conversation. But I remember telling her, like, hey. You know how I am with money. I'm not we're we're not loaded. We're not we're not you know it's not amazing, okay? But I'm very good at handling money and making sure that you know expenses are good to the wire. And as hard as it is in a in a world that tells you that you should be both be full time and both be making sixty grand a year, like whatever people say, right? And I, I remember I, I told her I was like, if you're gonna go and make. 100k a year but you're coming home and you're you know you're not happy you're you're destroyed you can't you just want to lay down the rest of the night like yeah it, it wasn't like i was just like oh like work sucked today let me complain for like 10 minutes and be done cuz i think no matter what job you do i think everyone does that sometimes yeah. there are hard things you know jo- jobs are work you know <laughs> you can't be like it's not going to be sunshine and roses all the time but yeah like he said i was just I was like barely human. I felt like I was just like sleepwalking. Yeah. And right. Zach had to do everything around the house. He had to basically take care of me. And yeah, I just, I couldn't do it. No. And like that was, I mean, really take away the fact that I was doing a lot of the work in the house and making dinner and doing my job. Like 
I just want Audrey back, you know, and she did a great job of like still hanging out with me. Like she was never like, maybe she's a little hangry sometimes, you know, but past <laughs> that, like she, it's not like she like treated me any, like she didn't treat me bad and our relationship wasn't getting worse. I just knew it was taking such a big toll on her physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of them. And it was just too much for me. And I remember telling her, I was like, Hey, let's be done. You know, we can, you can stop doing the job, you know, a week before we get married, go to the wedding with no worries, don't have to worry about days off work or going back to work. We can just come back, take our time. You know, I had to go back eventually for the, for the, for the boys at the gym, but like we can just do our own thing and then we can go from there. And again, God's blessed a lot of things in our lives since then. But again, money is a big factor, <laughs> big mm -hmm. drive in this world to make decisions and I was really trying my best as I was praying through it and talking with Audrey, like, like we're okay. Don't like, if that's not a factor, if we're okay there, then what do you want to do? And I, I think it became pretty clear, pretty fast, pretty evident that, yeah, we're done. Yeah. Like we've definitely, you know, obviously it's not possible for everyone to go out there like, oh, let me go quit my job. Like sometimes that's not possible. Like sometimes it's not possible to have the job that you love yeah. i think there's probably ways to make it that you can still do christ's will but for sure in our situation and i think in a lot of situations that people might not realize if i don't know i just feel like the thing you have to do for multiple hours every day should mm -hmm. be something that god is calling you to and you should try to make the sacrifices in other areas of your life that aren't for you know, eight hours a day that aren't the place that you're spending a lot of your time because it's a lot. Yeah. You know, sometimes it might be more than you see your spouse, you know, depending on how full time you are and everything. So, yeah, I know we talk through and yeah, we've had to make sacrifices, but I mean, the sacrifices end up being like, okay, maybe we don't go out to eat every day. We, we didn't go out to eat every day, but no. maybe we don't go out to eat as much and you know, maybe I don't go and get coffee as much, although I've been bad this week, but that's okay. We were traveling. So For other fine. reasons, yeah. <laughs> we're very good about that normally. Yeah. Maybe, you know, like little stuff like that. Like it was like, okay, we, like Zach said, we will be fine. Right. So, yeah, it's worth it for me to not go get, we don't have a Starbucks here. I would say Starbucks. <laughs> not to go get scooters every day if I can do something that I love. And Plus, you love my coffee. Anyways. I do love your coffee. It's really good. Learn to make good coffee at home. Life-saving. It, it takes time, but it's so much better, so much easier, yeah. and most importantly, for most people, a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, Zach just makes the best coffee ever, and he, he makes it for me every morning, which is so nice. And um, So, yeah, anyways, transitioning into what I am currently doing. I had this little radio thing stuck in my head yeah. since January of my senior year of college, but I didn't know what that looked like. And it was still churning in my head. And I was at my, my other job and I was looking up stuff and there was like a, I was on the, like the student page for some reason. And there was like an opportunities board of like internships. And I was, I was just scrolling through and everything. Yeah. And there was, it was like an internship for the radio station in town there's one radio station for like all of the county that we're B in bond county yep. yeah like a huge radius and yeah um there was an internship for it and it was like hey we have an unpaid internship it's for college students and high school students just 
come. It was very vague and it had an email address. And I was like, well, I'm not a college student, but I'm pretty close. I'm three months out. And I just felt called to email him. And I did. And I was super nervous the whole time, like the week we're emailing back and forth. But eventually I, I come in and I was like, hey, I don't know much about this. I gave him a resume, which funny, just knowing the place now, like I didn't need to give them a resume. It didn't matter. But yeah, and they were super welcoming and they were like, yeah, like, come on, you know, like it was unpaid. So I guess that's part of it. But yeah, they were like, yeah, we can work with your crazy schedule because you are working full time. Like, you know, come in like five hours a week and you can do this and yeah, we'll work with you. And it was great. And yeah, I got there and I got to the radio station. It's just this, it's owned by this couple who's been in Greenville, like this family passed down. And, you know, it, it looks like you travel back in time when you go in and I love it. Like, it looks like you traveled back to like the sixties or something. And yeah, just, I was doing like the most interny things, like the most boring things. Like I would update the birthday book, like, cause if someone dies, you can't say their birthday. So I had to go through and read yeah. through obituaries. It was like the most dumb stuff. And I got to do some recording too, which was fun. And, but you liked I, it. Yeah, I felt so much happier taking names out of the birthday book than doing this job that I had created a reason that it was Christ's will for me to do. And so we, yeah, we did a lot more praying about it. I listened to a podcast by Jen Fulweiler, mentioned it before. It was, she talks about how to live your blue flame, which I won't go into it. She writes a book on it as well, which I haven't read yet, but podcast basically summarized it up and... Yeah, I listened to that podcast on one of my drives when I was traveling for my my old job. And she said something where it was, if you find yourself really liking something that people, other people do not enjoy, like, and you genuinely enjoy it, like, that could be something. Like, this could be an indication. I know I talked to people who are like, I could never broadcast. I'm like, what do you mean? You just talk. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was like, there's a whole podcast. I'll probably link it and it would do a much better job explaining, but listen to that. Um, and yeah, I talked to Zach and here we are. We kind of finalized it and now, yeah, they've given me hours and it's still hard. Yeah, You know, there are still hard days like today was a hard day, but it's a different kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're just tired. Yeah, it's like. You know, you're not going to find the perfect job and it's a job, so it requires work, like I said before, but I feel like I'm making a difference. And even though it's something dumb, like, you know, the radio doesn't seem super important, but like around here, everyone listens to it and people get their news. People know information. People know where to go. And a lot of times it just gives them happiness. Sometimes people call in and you hear it playing in the background and they say, I listen to you all the time. And. That's all I listen to because sometimes people just don't have anyone else. So I think there's a little bit of Christ's will in that, even though it may seem small. For sure. And on a, I don't say more important, but on a very related note, we delayed this podcast quite a bit because of how hard it was for both of us getting ready for the wedding, both having our full-time jobs. You know, my guys came to campus in September and it was just too much. And we, we really wanted to do this podcast, like actually leading up into the into the wedding. Uh, if, we're, if we're being honest with you guys. Yeah, no. <laughs> that, that was the plan. It was we were going to start it, I think. 
It was like five weeks. August twenty fourth, maybe. Yeah. So, oh, so that's, that's right. Is that, yeah. is that the date? Am I just throwing that? On no, my... I think that's okay. about right. Yeah, and <laughs> we were gonna have you know five or six episodes leading into the wedding, you know, all that, and it was just too much. And this is part of the process, you know. She she was loving WGEL and doing great there, and we knew we were gonna have our conjoined Bible study, you know, male and female, and on top of it, it was like, oh, there's this big podcast thing that we've been talking about for half a year. We've, you know, had planning nights. I mean, we, we, we've we done, we did, we did a, I mean, honestly, honestly, we did a lot for it. Yeah. Audrey already had things in the cart for what we needed at one point <laughs> in time, you know, and, and it, again, which was totally fine. And it really did allow Audrey mainly uh, to have time in order to do this right now, which to me is um, really special. Again, I, I don't get to talk to a lot of people about it, but I mean, I see more grace being poured out through this than your old job <laughs> with Greenville at yeah. the minimum, you know, and, and just getting to hear from you guys. And I love seeing texts and not that I need that, but it just, I, I really, we really do hope that what we say here and sharing our, even if it's just a life experience and a little bit of knowledge you might have, whether it's about theology or us or whatever, like we're hoping that this leads you to Christ and leads you to see the freedom that he provides and, I'm not saying that with what Audrey is doing in her career discernment. More than more than my own, truthfully. And that stems from WGEL to the podcast to our Bible study, which she's a rock star at, and even the two kids that she has some lessons for and she does a great job. Again, just all these things adding up and it really has been a beautiful transition. Yeah. And I guess I know I've said this before to you, but I will say it for the world. Um, just, yeah, thank you for letting me quit my job because like I've said it didn't make sense financially I made a no. lot more at my old job <laughs> yeah just a little <laughs> it bit. didn't make sense but you cared about my well-being over I mean it, it it was possible for us to quit it and you cared about my well-being over Making wanting to make more yeah. money or yeah. save more money and obviously those are good things I don't want to say that but yeah but yeah thank you yeah, of course so and I hope that I, I help you out a little bit now by being a human and helping you out, yes, repaying you a little bit yes, for no. all the times you had to pick up the slack. No, it's amazing. It's just crazy how when you are in, when you're in the place you're supposed to be, like how much more God's graces can flow through it. Oh, yeah. Even if it doesn't make sense to you at first, mm -hmm. which I feel like is just discernment in general. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to offer... One last piece of advice. I know this was technically last week's episode, but, or two weeks ago, two weeks ago, like advice we were talking, I don't even know, but I think I've probably said it once because it's really probably been like top five best things ever said to me. And this was told to me by Max Chapman, which he, I think he did get from someone else. It might have been St. Ignatius. I really don't know, but if you're going to be a saint someday, if you're going to go to heaven, if you're going to be on that path when they're writing your biography and they look back at the decisions you make is that decision going to be a part of your path to sainthood as soon as you told me that it made a lot of things more clear because again there's a lot of good things out there and there's a lot of good ways that you can help other people your families your parents god which is, which is most important but look at what's going to be able to carry you 
to becoming the best version of yourself for Christ. And that's how you should make your decision. Not based off the world, not based off your parents, not based off your friends, but what God wants for you and what's going to allow you and others to come closer to him. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yes. But very true. Yeah. It's it's a good thing to just keep in the back of your head. And you're probably going to mess up. You're probably going to pick the wrong thing. But that doesn't mean that it's not the, it's not it's a bad one. It just means you're going to keep on learning and growing. Yeah. The other cool thing about discernment is that if you go somewhere that God thinks is not the best will for you, there will be a lot of indicators for you to turn around like there was in my job, my old job, like two weeks in. So listen and watch. Yeah. Please. If you are miserable, <laughs> that's probably not right. <laughs> let's, get, let's get going. So let's get, that might be a sign on. to move, turn around. So Yes. So don't worry. Don't stress too much. No. If he wants to turn you around. Don't worry. He'll, show you. he'll turn you around. Yeah. Amazing. Man, this has been fun. Hopefully, we will see you guys in eight days. Or no. Two no, days. we're recording what? Wednesday, right? Is that is that how it's working? I didn't think so, but. Oh, I don't know. Anyways. We'll they see. don't know the difference. It's okay. I don't, yeah, and I don't know the difference either. Audrey says, hey, Zach, we're going to record today, and that's it. Yep, so, that's, that's how it goes. We'll figure that out. All right. Well, until next time. See ya. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to follow our social media and we'll see you next week.